Hi, I'm Biz. And I'm Teresa. Due to the pandemic, we bring you One Bad Mother straight from our homes, including such interruptions as children, animal noises, and more. So let's all get a little closer while we have to be so far apart. And remember, we are doing a good job. This week on One Bad Mother, plants will help. Biz and guest Jade of the Black Plant Chick podcast talk houseplants. Plus, Biz has a breakdown. Thanks for asking how I'm doing, Biz. I'll tell you how I'm doing. I am 38 weeks pregnant. Not going to bury the lead there. It's like 97 degrees here where I live in Massachusetts where it's very hot. I have a three and a half year old who is having some very strong feelings recently um, and having disturbed nights of sleep for the first time in like three years coming into my room at 3 a.m. just just to snuggle. My husband is a public high school teacher, and we still have no idea if he's going to be in the building next year, this in like in a month, um, or working remotely or whatever. I run my own business where I text people all day, and I've been shut down since March. Lucky enough to be collecting unemployment, but that will stop very soon when I have this baby which is really, like, insane to be bringing, getting ready to welcome a, a human into the world right now, which is during this, like, chaos and uncertainty and and disease and, and death. It, it's it's pretty intense. It's, I, I am wondering how dark my newborn forest will be without... <laughs> any visitors or um, support, really, from outside our home. So this shit's fucking crazy. Um, Doing my best to do a good job, and I thank you for keeping me going every week. Um, I really appreciate your show. Um, All right. Love you guys. Everyone's doing a great job. Bye. Yeah, thanks for checking in (laughs) the forest. I keep thinking about the forest. For those of you who are new to the show and have not heard the beginning of One Bad Mother way back, uh, the first couple of episodes, Teresa and I talk about when you have a newborn in your house, that it sort of feels like you're in a forest. And for Teresa, her forest was this beautiful light-filled, you know, just glistening fairy forest that she never wanted to leave. My forest was a dark place, dark, insidious place full of monsters. And I wanted to get out of that forest as fast as possible. Everybody has their own forest. And I was thinking how the pandemic, how all the sheltering at home, it has put us all back in a forest of some kind. You can't go anywhere. Your children are with you all the time. They've possibly regressed and need you more than ever. I tip my hat to you if your forest is a beautiful fairy zone. My current forest 
feels like one that like I know is about to be mowed down for like, you know, to use the wood <laughs> for something else. It's just sort of like a gray bare forest. Just there. You can see through the forest because there are no leaves anymore in the forest. That's that's my forest. Basically, you are doing a good job. And I was also thinking about uncertainty. Man, uncertainty is not fun. No, like, again, with parenting, as with life, there is so much uncertainty already. And right now, it is so, like, Dada-esque, like, in how <laughs> how the uncertainty is unfolding surround, like around us. So... Thank you so much for wooing with me and sharing. And guys, we have got a lot of other woos for the next couple of shows. I might just have to keep asking for woos forever because this is a delight. Before I tell you how I'm doing, the Max Fun Drive is over and we cannot thank you enough for your support. You guys really turned out this year for us and for each other. And I am so grateful and we are going to be able to keep the show going and I just want to say thank you I, I I just I'm I'm really overwhelmed and I'm looking forward to doing a slumber party in September <laughs> a virtual slumber party with some very uh, special guests as a reward for hitting our 500 goal, which we definitely surpassed. Speaking of thank yous, I also want to do what we've been doing all pandemic and just say thank you. Thank you, thank you, thank you to essential workers. Uh, And as we have already learned and continue to learn what it means to be an essential worker uh, means many, many different things. There are many, many different roles that we rely on out there. And I I just can't say enough. Thank you. And we see you. Thank you to all of those who are working on treatments and responses to COVID-19. That is invaluable work. Thank you to all of you who continue to help navigate misinformation in your communities. This is critically important. So thank you. And thank you again. You have moved up to the top of my list, everybody. If you are volunteering to help with the election, thank you. Thank you. Thank you. Again, it's another place we need to be really mindful about miscommunication. One of our most important rights is that of voting. And I cannot say thank you enough to people who are volunteering their time to make it a safe and possible thing to do right now in November. So thank you. Thank you. Thank you. I can get a little emotional when I talk about all the thank yous. And uh, that really relates to how I've been doing. I'm, I'm all right. I'm right in the middle. I thought I would share that on Sunday, the past Sunday, I was getting out of the shower in the morning and I started crying and I pretty much didn't stop crying all day. (laughs) 
mean, like, like it was, I mean, I, I stopped crying, but it would go from like crying to like stifling tears to tears on the verge to crying again to exhaustion from crying. You know, the exhaustion from crying where you're just like so worn out. You know, I've been worried about the show. I have worried about the future of everything. And most important, I'm worried that somehow Stefan has managed to lose weight during the pandemic. I am not, you know, the important stuff. I did talk to my therapist today about it, and she suggests it, it may have less to do with the fact that, St- that Stefan has lost weight, but that he has the freedom to walk out the door every single morning to go for a walk. And I don't, because Ellis has a hard line, must be in the bed to snuggle at a certain time. But I'm going to spend my next few months of sheltering in place working on boundaries and stretching Ellis's, (laughs) stretching Ellis's boundaries. That's how I am. I'm really trying to be aware of even the smallest acts of self-care right now. Puzzles, my jigsaw puzzles, doing an easy crossword, candle, my stinky candle that I really like, or a plant. Plants have entered my life. And I think that's going to tie in nicely to what I'm going to talk about today with the very lovely Jade of the Black Plant Chick podcast. You know, house plants and how they can make us feel better. Please take a moment to remember, if you're friends of the hosts of One Bad Mother, you should assume that when we talk about other moms, we're talking about you. If you are married to the host of One Bad Mother, we definitely are talking about you. Nothing we say constitutes professional parenting advice. Biz and Teresa's children are brilliant, lovely, and exceedingly extraordinary. Nothing said on this podcast about them implies otherwise. This week, I am so excited to welcome Jade, otherwise known as the Black Plant Chick, and she is more than a plants woman. She has a real appreciation for nature and the significant role it plays in our lives. Jade takes comfort in knowing that her influence not only helps in saving plants, but also saving humans. Welcome, Jade. (laughs) Thank you. Hello, hello, hello. So excited to have you here. I will. (laughs) I've already told you, my sister is a very big fan, so she would like that little bit of a shout out that I just gave. Hello, I'm talking to you. Hi, sister. (laughs) Before we get into anything, I need to ask you what we ask all our guests, which is who lives in your house? Well, my son, who is nine years old, who um, at this very moment is doing some interesting things off of my stairs. Um, <laughs> yes. <laughs> and, you know, you can give them that talk like, okay, listen, mommy's about to get on a call and you need to, but <laughs> they don't do yeah, that. No. So my nine-year-old son and of course my 60 plus plants are in this home with me. Yes, it's 60. <laughs> yes, 60 plus. I don't even know. Is there a jealousy issue? You know, I'll be honest. I think so. Because I can get a little upset when I notice him running through my plant area. Mm. And I'm like, if you don't, you know, you do that tight (laughs) lip. Like, you don't get your, because, no, first of all, you'll hit something. You'll knock off a ficus leaf or you'll knock over and spill all kind of soil onto the ground. And listen, let's just not, just stay out of that area. 
Yeah. So there is a little bit of like, oh, mommy loves her plants more. <laughs> <laughs> it's like, I don't. I mean, yeah, but Not, it depends uh, on the day. Yeah, it depends on the day. That's right. right. Can I ask if you have found out yet if you will be doing remote learning or in-person learning? I just have to ask this nowadays because it is the world. So this has been a bit stressful this time. Oh, oh yeah? Okay. <laughs> yes. <laughs> but we are going to be virtual learning 100% until October as of now. Okay. And it's it's one of those things where I'm like, okay, so what days do I go to school so yeah. that I can prepare to be able to help him with what he's doing? Oh, because yeah. I haven't been in school in a long time. You guys are doing things completely different. So is there a tutoring session for the parents? like on the weekends or something yeah <laughs> you know but yeah so we're 100 percent. yeah we are too i got two yeah. of them and we are too okay. and you know this is beginning to make me maybe have some suspicions about why plants so i want to talk to you first about how your interest and love of plants started how did you get to 60 plus plants in your house and the podcast? I would, I, I would love to learn more about this. Okay. Um, well, so initially it started where I had a different brand going on before I became a plant influencer. Um, <laughs> <laughs> oh, we what, live in strange yeah, times. <laughs> you know, it's like, I'll take it. Give me that. Yeah, I um, love it. But I was a sex advocate. I an erotic storyteller, writing books. I still write books. And so I was dressing up my office space for YouTube videos. Ah. And I was like, oh, I got to add some green in the background and make this look really, really good. And so I bought an umbrella tree and I bought a corn plant and I put them in my office. And my office only has one window. It is like a Southwest facing window. It's blocked by another house. Horrible. And as I watched those plants, I was like, oh, they just don't look that good. Like <laughs> the leaves that don't look, it just, just didn't look happy. And I was like, okay, I'm not the type of person that likes to bring living things into my home and only to watch them die. Right. I just, anything, a pet, anything. I don't like that. Um, and so I started to do a little bit more research on how to keep those particular plants alive. And I was like, oh, okay, I can do this. Let me move it into my bedroom where it gets a lot of bright light. And then it went to, okay, let me grab another plant. I think I was at Ikea one day yeah, and I bought a palm tree um, type plant. And I was like, hmm, I have all this space. Let me keep adding. Um, and then I just was adding, but I wasn't adding as much as I am now, but it was more of just a slow progression. And then when the pandemic hit, it wasn't even Instagram that welcomed me into this world of plants. It was just, okay, the only store that I am feel comfortable with going into is like a plant nursery yeah. because it's not super crowded and, you know, let me just go shop for some other stuff. And then one by one by one, I started bringing in more and more plants into my home. And so I was making sort of a pivot from the brand that I had for like two years, because I was just exhausted. It, it wasn't really feeding into what I needed yeah. um, as a person and to be able to nurture myself. And so um, I was letting all that go and I wanted to leave that social media stuff alone for a little while. So I created a plant page. 
all I was thinking was, first of all, nobody's going to follow me because I'm only <laughs> posting plants. I had no idea what Plantstagram was. I don't know anything about this. I am a old lady who is <laughs> like never online. It like totally tires me out. And I'm like, there's what? You know, it's like, it's, okay. The community is incredible, but I didn't know. So I'm thinking... I'll probably have like five followers. They'll be like my family members, whatever. Um, <laughs> and then suddenly all of these different women started coming out. I started seeing all these other pages, plant pages. And I'm like, wait a minute. Like, what the heck have you guys been yeah. all of my life? <laughs> and they're so embracing and just so willing to share and let you in on their space. And so from there, I mean, I started my page three months ago. I know. And... I'm already at 11K. Like, <laughs> I'm just like, oh, you guys like this. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> and I'm a teacher by heart. Like just being able to teach people and coaching people is just what I do best. And so it was natural for me. I had a podcast previously. It was an erotic podcast. So starting another one was very easy. And then going into being able to sort of educate people on proper plant care just felt like the right thing to do. It was just like, all right, do this. As I'm learning, why don't I help other plant parents learn as well? Yeah. Um, and then the rest is history. <laughs> Here we are. It's actually a perfect fit because I think I think many of us, like in those early days of the pandemic and the sheltering in place, were like, I need... I need some outdoors inside and I need like, I'm never going to see life again. I right. Need... That's how it feels. It yeah. does. And you know, it used to be that maybe you went on a trip somewhere. Maybe you had an opportunity to go to a museum or a garden or a public space where you got that. And now those aren't really available. And so like you, so many of us are on a, a plant journey, but in particular, I want it because something you talk about on the podcast and in your Instagram is just the healing and the connection you have wound up discovering with plants. And I would love to hear more about that. So it was it was a sort of this thing where I didn't realize what I was missing until mm. bringing all of these plants into my home. Um, and it wasn't. I didn't discover it when I had two plants, when I had three plants. It was when I was able to take care of five or more plants that I realized that it's it's sort of like when people say, stop pouring into someone's cup if they're not able to pour back into yours. Ooh, that's a good way to put it. You know, you're always giving and giving and giving and giving yeah. and no one is giving back to you. And so in, in everything else that I was doing before when I got into plants, I was giving into so many other people, helping them discover who they are and helping them live yeah. this great life. <laughs> and, you know, you don't need a man for this and you can do this on your own. All that. I'm just giving and giving. And I realize that I'm, I'm drained. You know, yeah. it's like at night, who's holding me at night? Who's telling me that it's okay. And, you know, and no disrespect yeah. to my guy that is in my life, but mentally who is there for me um and so caring for plants became that nurturing thing that i didn't realize that i needed and it started to heal me in places that i didn't realize were broken or needed that healing yeah. i didn't realize that sitting amongst all of my plants watering them would be so filling and just oh it just allows you to just <laughs> breathe 
I don't know. It's just, it's, it's, it's amazing. Um, it really, really is amazing. I love it. I, when I first started, I had read a piece about like a way to help keep the, your plants to live longer is to give them names. Okay. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Because you're less likely to ignore something that you have named. <laughs> yes. So I started out with, you know, three little plants. And one was uh, my friend, Julie, who was an old college friend who at the time actually was going through some very serious breast cancer uh, treatment. And then another one from a Trader Joe's. And it was, it's Eloise, my old high school best friend. And then... I actually, I had two plants that I've had since I moved to California. You know, the ivy ones, like the viney ones the that you get at the ones. grocery. Mm-hmm. Yes, I mm-hmm. love, you cannot kill them. Mm-hmm. <laughs> That's Laverne and Shirley. Okay. And so, <laughs> who I love. And I did, I started paying better attention to them with their names. Yeah. And I found, like, there's something comfortable about that. And there are all these studies out there that say that, you know, plants do get, you know, have an emotional response to Hmm? being talked to and cared for and they like certain music and they like certain plants. And I love that. Yes. (laughs) And on top of naming them, I also think once you're bringing in plants into your home for the reasons on on what they need. So let's say if I bring in a tropical plant and I know that I have a certain, I can provide so much humidity or I have really great light versus, oh, I'm going to bring a fiddly fig into my house because it would look great in that corner right there. Mm -hmm. So instead of using it as a prop or furniture type of thing, but actually bringing in because you want to provide that plant with what it needs to thrive, then you start to realize like, okay, this is a different relationship versus me just having this plant in my corner. I agree. Actually, I think that's the, the sort of heart of having these plants, especially during quarantine, this connection of it's not the prop. And I mean, we have enough props (laughs) that we think are there to make us feel better that don't. And uh, just like with humans, when you start (laughs) focusing on the relationship in a different way, you can start to get Mm -hmm. everybody gets a little something, which is which is really nice. So let me just let me just ask. I've spouted out a lot of reasons, I think, plants and quarantine help. But but (laughs) why do you think? Why do you think plants help during quarantine? Well, a lot of people are going through this alone. Um, Some people don't have kids. They don't have a spouse. So they have been in their houses by themselves. And that alone can depress a person. You know, you can go through different, every day your emotions are on a different roller coaster. Mm -hmm. You, You know, you may not have somebody indoors to talk to. You may not feel like bothering another person because they're also quarantined. You know, and they may have five kids. And it's like, oh, I don't want to call her because she got a husband and five yeah. kids. You know? Right. Yeah, <laughs> so no, it's yes. like, I don't want to bother that person. <laughs> That's a different kind of struggle. Yeah, they do not have time to talk. <laughs> At all. You're on the phone and they're over there making dinner. They're like, uh-huh, I hear you. I hear you. <laughs> but so 
So I think for reasons like that, and not just people who are experiencing it alone, but those of us who do have children in the house mm-hmm. and we know how much energy it takes to keep a child busy all day long when normally they would be at summer camp. They would be at the grandparents' house. They would mm-hmm. be doing different over the summer. They might not even be in the house the entire summer because they're out somewhere. So you yeah. have to pay attention to them, nurture yourself, have self-care moments. And so with the plant, that plant, I think, can provide the self-care that you need. You know, mm-hmm. it also can be a source of um, a way to learn how to communicate with communicating with your cl- your plants, someone else to love on that also is loving back on you because it's cleaning your air and it's doing all of these great things within your home. And they don't run and jump on furniture. That so. is true. They do not no. do that, which is nice. They do not say to me, stop interrupting. Right? right. They do not roll their eyes at me or right. need to sit in my lap for yeah, the entire exactly. day. Exactly. It is a good relationship. I think during this time, it's just something else to give into and not feel like it's draining you of everything that you have. Yeah. There's something intimate about it too. Like it's, I was talking um, at the opening just about, you know, self-care has always been a struggle as a parent in particular. Self-care can be a struggle for everybody. But once a kid winds up in your house, self-care really, it's like a real exercise that takes a long time to kind of work in. And the pandemic definitely has eliminated a lot of our self-care choice, no matter how hard we've worked. I worked so hard (laughs) now, and now they're all gone. And so now I'm trying to shift my focus from even how I was thinking about self-care pre-quarantine, like when I just had like a baby in the house and I was like, going to the grocery store is not self-care. But now I'm shifting to be like, okay, I need to. Yes, going to the store alone is now self-care, right? And like, (laughs) so am I doing a crossword puzzle? Okay, I'm going to sit here and allow this to be self-care. There's something my sister, my sister said, had been listening to a podcast, and your podcast. And she said, did you know she cleans the leaves? I didn't know I was supposed to clean the leaves. And I was like, I don't know what you're talking about. And then I went and listened. And then I went to go water my plants last week. And I did. I took out a little, you know, paper towel, got it tan. And I was, it was very intimate. And it was very, like, calming. Yes. I would like to ask you some helpful things or things that might be helpful. I'll just start with this. What is a good starter plant? Right. So I think with starter plants, it's all about the lighting that you have in your home because some of us have more light than others. And so our starter plants may be a little bit different. But when it comes to care, I think some of the best starter plants are pothos Mm -hmm. um, because they tend to grow in different conditions and they get big and they trail and they're pretty to look at, but they don't need a lot of maintenance. I won't say that they don't need any, but they de- they do need some. They don't need a lot. Yeah. Um. So I think those are really great starter plants, as well as Sansevera, which is a snake plant, a mother-in-law's tongue, different names that they have for it. Those are fairly easy to care for, but it just really depends on the type of lighting that you have, 
how much time you're willing to invest into that plan. Like, are you, do you want to bring in a starter plan that you're just like, okay, I learned the basic information. <laughs> this is all I got. Or I want to tr try this plan out. I've been studying it. I want to see how it does in my home. Let me go for it. Then I would say, go get a ficus, go get a, a ficus elastica or bamboo or a Chinese evergreen. There's so many different options. And I try to convince people or tell people not to stay or not to be swayed by what Instagram says, oh, these plants are super finicky. And because you can kill any plant. Oh, yes, I like, can. Might... I can <laughs> kill any plant. Yeah, I mean, we all can. We all can over loving it, which mm -hmm. is over watering it under loving it, um, giving it way too much light, not enough light. We all can do that. So it's just really about how much time you're willing to learn about this particular plant. Um, but pothos would be my first go-to. That's what I call the viney ivy plant that I have that I cannot kill. It's the one where you can like snip off part of it uh -huh, and, and like propagate, propagate and, it. Yep. It is the only yep. plant out there that I fully understand propagating with. Yes. <laughs> Yes, because there's not much you have to do. No. Make sure you clip it in the right area, put it in water, and it be patient, and then it will take off, and then you repot that one, and then there goes another baby. I know. That is what's happening in my house right now, right above my kitchen sink. <laughs> <laughs> All right, everybody, don't panic. Do not panic. We are going to list <laughs> these plants. For those of you who are like, what is happening? It's 2 a.m. and I'm breastfeeding and I'm listening. What's going on? So right. <laughs> we are going to, we're going to put a little list. All right. Okay. Next. Mm -hmm. When do you know it's time to repot? And I, it, or just give me your thoughts on repotting in general. So this is one of the topics that I cover in all of my plant care consultations because some people are very anxious to put their plant that they just bought home into a brand new sparkly ceramic, beautiful plant, right? And mm -hmm. they want to take it directly out of the nursery pot, put it in there. There's no drainage holes and then all of these issues occur. So I feel certain plants that you bring home may be root bound. Let's say you go to a nursery and you want a philodendron. Is root bound like where you can see all the roots like sticking yes. out? Like it's- Yes, it's growing beyond its pot. Okay. Yes. So that's one case where you'll need to repot a plant as soon as you bring it home. Another case where you'll need to repot, of course, if it's outgrown, it's been in your home for a long time and it's outgrown, you're dealing with root rot. Um, then you'll definitely need to repot immediately. But I tell people all the time, don't be in a rush. Let that plant be get acclimated to your space. You're taking that plant out of a nursery where it was provided with all of this great humidity, <laughs> all of this great light. The conditions were set up so that plant can thrive. Yeah. It wasn't about a human in that space because if you go into a greenhouse, you will sweat your butt off. Because it's not about you. It's about those plants surviving. And now you're bringing it into your home where the, the temperature changes throughout the day. <laughs> at day. During the daytime, it's too hot. And at night, it's too cold. And so you shift that. The lighting has changed. Um, the humidity. Now your house is really dry. So give that, give that plant the opportunity to get relaxed, get comfortable into your space. It may drop a few leaves. Put that, that pot or that plant that's in the nursery pot into your designer 
or your whatever planter and just leave it there for a while. There's there should be no rush, in my opinion, to repot a plant um, into a decorative pot. Like, I mean, even if you're trying to match your decor in your house, you can still stick that nursery pot into a decorative pot. Yeah, good. Just just like a new romance. Do not rush it. Don't rush it. (laughs) (laughs) Again, as I mentioned, uh, in one of your episodes, you were talking about tips you had gathered at the start of your journey. And one of them, which I had not thought about, was about moving your plants around. Will you please talk to us about moving your plants around? And guys, when you hear this, if you don't think this relates to my mental state all the time, it does. So I am the plant. Stop moving me. Okay. (laughs) (laughs) Well, so that's where, so I feel like that goes back to buying plants to decorate your space, right? You're moving them because you just bought a new couch and you want that couch you want the plant to complement that couch or something so you keep moving it or you want the plant now to be on the side of your bed so you can wake up to it so you've moved it from the window that it was thriving in to put it next to your bed um, then there are plants like the fiddle leaf fig tree which are very finicky and don't like to be moved so I always advise people before you bring a plant into your home know where you're going to put it <laughs> Like you should know, okay, I'm going to put you in the window downstairs that's facing the door or something like that. And I've already have it set up. I don't have to move anything around it. I always say I want to change my home to fit my plants versus changing my plants to fit my home. Mm. Like I want to be able to bring in all of these different plants and provide them what they need versus I'm telling them, oh, you got to adjust to how my house runs. <laughs> <laughs> it's dry during the day. Right. They're not like our children. <laughs> exactly. You will adjust to this house. <laughs> you, exa- that's a fact. <laughs> right. No, they're going to look, your plants look at you like, like oh, really? Yeah. <laughs> okay. <laughs> so, yes, I advise people to know where you're going to put your plant. If there's some things that you can, let's say if you're, if you've been following Plantstagram for all of these years and you haven't gotten a plant yet, but you know what types of plants you like, do your research, Mm. see what that plant needs to survive and to thrive and see if your home has it. Do a checklist. I got good lighting. I have some south facing windows. You know, there's no vents above this particular area. So maybe the plants will do good there. I have two humidifiers. I don't have it. You know, know these things so that that plant has a better chance of surviving in your space. I want to wrap up on like, you're such a supporter of your fellow plant parents. I love anytime something that we love leads to a community. And there's, that is so important. It's always important. In particular right now, it is very important. I would love to just talk a little bit about the plant community that that for you. Um, It's been, this is possibly the most supportive community that I've ever been a part of as far as like, um, it goes with like, creative stuff, hobbies, things like that. This particular community is so welcoming. They're so um, engaging. And I had no idea. I didn't know that it even exists. Yeah. And so once I got into it, I was just amazed. And I think for me, 
Um, it grew and my community alone grew just from me being very authentic. Yeah. I didn't want to create a podcast where I sound like, yes, and plant care <laughs> tip number 101, <laughs> you know, like <laughs> I wanted to be as authentic as I possibly could. And that way people could relate to my story and they would feel comfortable with coming to me. And it's just been it's been incredible. I think the community as well has helped with the therapy aspect of plant and garden therapy. Um, people always talk about those. And I think a lot of it is contributed to the community um, because people are just so warm and just so welcoming. Yeah, no, but it's such a beautiful, unique community experience. And I, yeah, it was, it's cool. It's great. I love it. Yeah. I love it. I do. I love it. I love it. We are going to wrap up in a second, but I I wanted to say uh, again uh, in your episodes, you every once in a while talk a little bit about just mental health and you're checking in with people. And so I just wanted to let people know that not only are we going to be bringing back this week in our show notes the list of hotlines and services you can reach out to because this thing isn't ending and it should not come as any surprise that neither is our emotional roller coaster. Okay. And so, and as you had mentioned in a particular episode, you were talking to your listeners of color and their mental health needs. And I, it made me realize we should really be making sure that we've got some specific resources as well for our listeners. Can you just touch on a little bit about about that? Yes. Yeah, so I try to always talk about um, mental health because it is very important to focus on it at times, especially in the black community. We tend to look at it as Oh, it's, you know, well, oh, you'll be all right type yeah. of thing. Um, <laughs> right. But now we are getting into a space where it's becoming more normalized to go to therapy. Um, and it's important because mm -hmm. waking up some days and feeling like, what are you going to do? You know, that feeling sometimes lingers on in some people's lives and leaves them down a very dangerous path. And you need someone other than your family, your sister, your mom, or your dad to talk to someone who is non-biased, someone who is just going to actually listen and lend um, some encouraging words and give you some advice, leave you, leave you with some homework. I think it's very necessary. Um, and there are several different resources out there um, that you can find. There actually is this one um, website called Therapy, Therapy for Black Girls. And you can go to that website, put in your address, and it will let you know what therapists are available in your area. Um, I think that's a really great resource. There's a doctor that I follow um, by the name of Jessica Clemens, mm -hmm. and she's offer always offering information on therapy, um, as well as BLH Foundation. And they have plenty of information regarding therapy on there for this community. I love it. And again, we'll make sure we link everybody yes. up to that. Again, I do, uh, again, something we always talk about on the show, you never know what's going on with people. Right. And there's so much that it has been very easy for us to miss unintentionally in the world. And I remember I was listening to a NPR story recently just about the lack of representation in mental health. 
it's really hard for people of color to go find a therapist who is also of color and how critical that is to understanding and experience. I know it is important to me with my therapist because of sexual assault that I need to be speaking to somebody who I know can, I can relate to with that. And it it would be, it's the exact same when you have certain experiences, you need that. And I just want to say, thanks for sharing those. And to all the listeners, we're going to continue to work on finding even more of those to share. We will be back because Jade's going to stick around and share some genius and fails with us. One Bad Mother is supported in part by BookNix, an interactive subscription box and online book club for kids. BookNix offers a curated selection of books for middle grade readers with different reading levels to give you and your child choice. We had the opportunity to get one of the subscription boxes and not only did it have one of like the best books in it, The Girl Who Drank the Moon, it also came with a really nice letter to the family and uh, these little swatches of paper to be used for origami and like a note talking about the art of origami and how the art of paper folding would relate to the book. It was such a nice tie-in. You get weekly emailed reading guides and monthly activities that correspond with the theme of the book to help readers engage more deeply with their books, which I also really like. At the end of the month, your child can participate in an interactive teacher-led virtual book club with teachers and other students from around the country. Get 20% off your first month at booknix.com when you use the promo code BAD20 at booknix.com. Let's go read! Hey, you know what it's time for this week's Genius and Fails. This is the part of the show where we share our genius moment of the week, as well as our failures, and feel better about ourselves by hearing yours. You can share some of your own by calling 206-350-9485. That's 206-350-9485. Genius fail time. Jade, I am going to start off because you are my guest, and that seems like the opposite of guest treatment. I am going to share... My genius. Wow. Oh, my God. Oh, my God. I saw what you did. Oh, my God. I'm paying attention. Wow. You, Mom, are a genius. Oh, my God. That's fucking genius. So, (laughs) this is a really strange genius to share with a guest. If you've been listening to the show for a long time, you'll know, and this is going to sound like such a double entendre, I've never touched my banjo. <laughs> there is a banjo that has been under my bed for a million years. And I have always wanted to learn how to play it. And I never have. And uh, it would make a really great t-shirt. Uh, Biz is going to touch her banjo. And we've had a lot of fun with that. <laughs> I am going to first say I have a compliment your partner. It's time to compliment your partner. Stefan, uh, during this quarantine, signed me up finally for some banjo 
lessons. And he was like, every Saturday for one hour, everybody in this house will understand you are not available. You are learning the banjo. And I was like, okay, I have been learning how to play that banjo. I will just say, uh, I have found it very relaxing to touch my banjo. So there you go. Well, you are doing a wonderful job. <laughs> you Thank touched you. that banjo. <laughs> With that said, Jade, will you please genius me? <laughs> okay. I have finally gotten to a place where I'm being very stern with my son about sleeping in his own bed. This is good. Because he, at nine years old, yeah. um, sometimes I don't feel like tucking you in. And it's just easier for you to fall asleep yeah. right here. But um, I've told myself, no, I want the entire bed to myself. Yeah. And you're going to sleep in your bed. It's one of those things where it's not fully concrete yet. You sure. know, it's still a struggle because at 1 a.m. someone is creeping back into my bed. Yeah. But I have definitely <laughs> finally put my foot down. Jay, that is that. a good genius. That's a good <laughs> one because that's real. I mean, that is, yeah. you are an A- you're not alone. You're not the only person dealing okay. with this. I can say that with great certainty. But also, okay. like that, oh, those types of like boundary pushes and limits, those are hard. They're hard. They require so much work. You are doing yes. a really, really good job. Good job. Hi, One Bad Mother. Uh, this is a genius. I've been parenting at home uh, for five months now, uh, and today, after being bored during the pandemic, I handed my daughter a, uh, a skein of yarn out of my stash, which, I mean, stash busting, right? And I said, go crazy with it. And we went outside, and she made a conspiracy wall web all over the back porch. <laughs> and she had a blast. And now it is a maze. And now she is spooling it all back up onto a stick. And I think this might be my biggest genius activity that we've done. Uh, thanks for the show. Thanks for all the inspiration. And you guys are doing a good job. And I am too. Uh, thanks. Bye. Yeah, you are. You are <laughs> yes, doing a great job. Keep that kid occupied. Go out there and put that yarn. There comes a point in having children in your house at which anything you once said, I'm never doing this, or I'm not going to allow this, or messes are a nightmare that just goes right out the window. And you're like, yep. You're like, go ahead, do it. Do it. Just do it. <laughs> and if it lives there till you go to high college, that is where it's going to live. Madam, you're doing a remarkable job yes. at your, yes, you again, she just Montessori that thing. Failures. Fail, 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 fail! You suck. Jade, I am going to uh, share a failure with you. Okay. okay. Here's something, and you might be able to relate to this as a person who needs pots to put things in. I know this about myself. I'm pretty sure this has been a fail in the past. 
but it keeps coming back. I am not good at ordering things that require me to understand spatial relations. Okay, like <laughs> I, I did want some new pots and my plants had all been here. They were all ready to go. It was time to shift. We, Ellis, got really excited about pitcher plants at the beginning of the quarantine. <laughs> and we have managed to keep them alive and happy. And I'm so Yay. thrilled. And I, it is time, though, for them to grow on. And so right. I go to Gardeners.com. Look at me. <laughs> I'm not going to support the, the beast. I'm going to go to Gardeners.com. I'm going to do right. it. We're not a sponsored mm -hmm. by Gardeners.com, by the way. I start looking at pots, and I think those are colorful. Look, they're self-watering. I took like a tape. I even said I know how bad I am. I'm going to take this tape measure, and I'm going to measure all the pots I have right now. And I'm like, yeah, it's about four, and that's about five. Okay. I order what I think are reasonable pots and they they come and I'm so excited because it's not like a prime thing. I have to wait for my yeah. pots to come and they yeah. come. Yeah, and with COVID you got to wait even longer. I got to wait even longer. Mm -hmm. And they are they are so big. They look like little trash cans for children's rooms. That is like how <laughs> they are big. They are so they're so horrible. Like, I brought them in and I tried. I was like, I'm going to put the little, you know, put my nursery pot in. No, I don't want them in the house. I'm not sure. I want them on the porch with the porch plants. That's not 100% true. The, the pitcher plants have been moved into one of these beasts. I just was like, what a, what a waste. What a waste of my time and my money. And I know that one day I will find a use for these pots. Well, let me tell you a secret, right? Yes, tell me that's a secret. So if the planter is big only as far as depth, so it's just really deep and it can't, you yes. know, but if, if it were a little bit shorter or something like that, the plant would look great in. Yeah. You can go get the round stone at like one of those big box stores, you know, the stone that they use to pave the, yeah. the, the front or the house or something like that. Not the brick, but the round um, stone Yeah, and layer it inside of that pot and raise that plant up. What? That way, it's not going to waste. Yep. <gasps> just put, just elevate that plant a little bit. <laughs> I look forward to now going to try and order round bricks and see what kind of horrible mistake I can make with that. So, yeah. No, just, just go, just go to the store and get some of those. <laughs> just, I want them to send you right. giant, big old bricks. Oh, huge. <laughs> the UPS guy is like, really, lady? Yeah, I know. <laughs> I know. That is exactly right. So anyway, I'm failing once again at just trying Aww. to take care of myself. And that's okay. That's okay. Yeah, that definitely is a fail. I'm going to yeah, have to just say that. just a big one. waste. Yeah, you're welcome. Jade, I, your genius was so good. So I have Thank high you. expectations for failures okay <laughs> so my fail um i would have to say is when pen when the pandemic started i was very organized i would wake up at a certain <laughs> time i was like i'm gonna work out i'm gonna go walk every day for mm -hmm. two and a half miles come back inside log into my work computer just boom 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 <laughs> Um, you know, prep meals, get my son together. And I was doing all of that for the first month. Then month two came and I said, well, you know, I'll go walk later. <laughs> then the next month yeah. came and I didn't work out. I wasn't mm -hmm. walking, no meal prep. <laughs> 
everything that my son was doing changed because yeah. I used to have him on a schedule. Like, you got to work on this uh, packet. I'm going to make you a packet. You're going to work yeah. on it. Now I'm like, oh, you sleep in for however long you want. <laughs> oh, go to bed at whatever time you want. <laughs> Everything has completely, but I realized, so it is a, in a sense, it's a fail, but I also realized for me to not be so hard on myself yeah. during this pandemic, because I'm not going through this alone. So many other people are, and I was, I was putting so much pressure on myself to not walk out of these doors whenever this ends and say, Oh, I didn't do anything. You know, I was like, <laughs> I want to be able to say, oh, yep, I did this. I started that. I worked out. I did all this. And that pressure alone was too much. Well, don't worry. You and everyone else will discover <laughs> when this thing is over or worse, when fall comes that none of us will be able to get back on a schedule <laughs> <laughs> or teach our children from home or do anything. Oh, so, yes. so, you know, it, yes, letting go is good. Yeah. And, and, and then we all just let go right down the hill. So yes. you're, you're <laughs> we doing, all tumble together. You're doing a horrible <laughs> job taking care of yourself. <gasps> Thank you. <laughs> good morning. One bad mother. This is a fail. Um, started out as a genius when my four-year-old is vacuuming his sister's room and our room and the hallway. And as he's vacuuming, I see all these clumps of dust and dog hair and dirt that just seem to be falling out of the vacuum and we can't figure out why it's happening. Well, 20 minutes later, I go to take my turn with the vacuum and there is a screwdriver sticking out of the tube from the brush part up to the canister part. So no wonder everything's flying out. And he's been vacuuming with the screwdriver in the vacuum for the last 20 minutes. And I don't know how long it's been in there. It has been several days, probably could even be several weeks because we haven't been vacuuming and we've been redoing our floors and there are tools everywhere. And so a little hand grabbed a screwdriver and probably dropped it down that tube who knows how long ago. And now we have to figure out what to do with the vacuum. So um, thanks for telling me that I'm doing a great job because all I can do this morning is laugh at this little ridiculous life that I'm leaving, that I'm living. So thanks living, and living. you are doing a great job. Bye. I, I like the idea that you are l leaving it as well, that this is a little life that you're leaving because yes. that's how that feels. Yes. Oh, my God. The real question here is not... Is there just a screwdriver down your vacuum mm. pipe? It's what else? What else? Right. Yes. What else? Most likely he was like, you know what? I'm going to get this up. Yeah. I'm going to get that up. Yeah. Where's mama's cell phone? That's right. That's where it is. <laughs> vacuum cleaner. Well, you are doing a horrible job. Horrible. <laughs> it's awful. It's awful. That's just horrible. You are the greatest mom I've ever known. I love you, I love you. When I have a problem, I call you on the phone. I love you, I love you. Hi, 
I'm Allie Gertz. And I'm Julia Prescott. And we host Round Round Springfield. Springfield. Round Springfield is a new Simpsons podcast that is Simpsons adjacent. Mm -hmm. Um, In its topic, we talk to Simpsons writers, directors, voiceover actors, you name it, about non-Simpsons things that they've done. Because, surprise, they're all extremely talented. Absolutely. For example, David X. Cohen worked on The Simpsons, but then created a little show called Futurama. Mm -hmm. That's our very first episode. So tune in for stuff like that with Yardley Smith, with Tim Long, with different writers and voice actors. It's going to be so much fun. And we are every other week on MaximumFun.org or wherever you get your podcasts. Hey, you've reached Dr. Game Show. Leave your message after the beep. Dr. Game Show is my favorite podcast and the only podcast my parents let me listen to because I'm 12. But even old people love this show. Basically, you call in, play games, and have fun. If you win a game, a baby will send you a magnet in the mail. I have so many magnets and put them all over my locker, and pretty much everyone at school is jealous because they are very cool custom magnets, and it also means that I'm really good at winning games. And they even let me practice my record live on the air. (laughs) Listening to this show is like going to a real doctor, but pretty much kind of better. Dr. Game Show Rock. Listen to Dr. Game Show on Maximum Fun. New episodes every other Wednesday. Well, guys, if you have not already added at least seven more plants to your house after that conversation with Jade, I don't know what's holding you back. She was lovely and a lot of fun. And it is the most enjoyable rabbit hole to go down not only her Instagram, but as soon as you click on her and follow her, you are going to get a list of additionally excellent people to follow. And it is just a joy to look at. And her podcast is so great. So everybody, make sure you go check out the Black Plant Check podcast. It's so good. You can find her on Instagram. We're going to have all of that information listed in the show notes along With the hotline number, because we know you need to use it. Let's listen to somebody who used it recently. Hey, ladies. I just needed to leave this somewhere because today's just really hard. And there's no reason. I mean, really, my kids have been nice to me, amazingly. I've gotten to have a moment of quiet like for all intents and purposes today should be perfectly fine but I don't know why I am struggling through today and why everything just seems like so much I've taken my meds I've done all of my happy place thinking I've even snuggled with my kids and I cannot make this feeling go away like everything is wrong and I'm so anxious about everything, and there is no reason why. And I'm trying so hard to not be in a bad mood because of it, because my kids are behaving. They're actually behaving. Lefty is being nice to me. I mean, there's no reason for this. And I just needed to get it out, because if I tell anybody, they're going to be like, well, what's wrong? And I'm not going to be able to tell them, because I honestly don't know. And we still have dinner and bedtime and everybody who won't go to bed normally because we don't have a normal schedule right now and 
I know we'll make it through it. Maybe I just need to sleep, like, a lot. But, yeah. Thanks for letting me leave this here. Have a great day. Bye. You are doing a good job. The thing that resonates about your call so much is this question you keep saying, like, well, I don't know why. I don't know why. All these other things are working. I'm checking all the boxes. I'm taking, you know, care of myself. I'm taking my medicine. I'm, you know, snuggling with the kids. Everybody's being nice. There's no reason for me to feel like this. Oh, actually, there is. There's a pretty good reason that you feel this way. For five months, we have been, for the most part, turned upside down. Okay, there is a pandemic going on that can make you either incredibly sick, it can kill you, or even like almost even more insidious is this idea that like you could be a carrier, right? Or somebody next to you who's not sick could be a carrier. Like, if that doesn't cause anxiety, then I feel like that is something to poke at. (laughs) That's a better, why am I not anxious right now? And I think we get to this place where, well, the first month, it made total sense that I was completely anxious and couldn't sleep. Uh, The second month, yeah, no, that makes sense. By the fifth month, you start to think, you start to feel some normalcy in the not normal. And as a result you forget that this is still having a psychological effect on us, okay? I I started the show off talking about, like, crying on Sunday, and it just, it felt like it came out of nowhere. Now, I know it didn't come out of nowhere, okay? I, it, but I haven't had a chance to really leave my house. I don't get to see my friends. I have children in my house. They're pretty nice to me, too. You know, I got a good partner who's nice to me. You know, like, I, I'm with you, right? Like, I, I get the, like, well, these things are all okay. But that's like a little peanut, <laughs> okay? And a big bowl of mixed nuts, all right? The pandemic is like one level, one nut. And then you've got the uncertainty of what will happen with it. Where are we going with our schools? What is happening with work? You know, uh, we are either being directly affected or somebody we love and know is being directly affected. We are getting mixed messages. We are, you know, frustrated. My therapist was telling me today that I have already hit the acceptance level of like where we are. And as a result, when I engage with people who need to still be in the denial stage of this, which is also a completely fair place to be, that triggers me. That makes me go, I'm like, what do you mean we shouldn't give masks to the kids at school because this is going to be over? And it'll be over, right? Like, that person surprisingly doesn't want to hear me say it's never going to be over. And I'm getting triggered by the fact that this person thinks we're in the clear in like a month, right? Like it's, these are, these are elements that are circling around us all the time 
They're very hard to recognize. And, you know, no one's right. No one's wrong. It's just that, like, everybody's trying to get through it the best that they can. And so that is another thing that can add to anxiety that you're not even aware is causing anxiety. I think it is perfectly normal that you still feel like this. Sounds like you have someone that you talk to already. So, you know, if that is the case, maybe poke around a little bit with them. But guys, the bottom line is, it is not normal. Just because we've been doing it for five months doesn't mean it's normal. Doesn't mean we should have like arrived at some place of like, this is great. (laughs) I've accepted it. I am ready to live in this future, right? Like, that's not, like, realistic. It is okay to think this is, it's like one of those, like, Twilight Zone things where everything kind of looks normal, but, like, in the back of their head, you're like, is this my life? Is this my office, right? Like, is this, like, a computer-generated world or, like, a fake world that, like, everybody knows it's fake but me? Like, there's something unsettling, you guys, really are doing a remarkable job. We are going to continue to get through this. And we are going to continue to acknowledge that every little step we take is worth honoring and celebrating. It's not like it was, okay? So things that we were able to brush off in terms of being like, hey, I did this. This was great. Or I, you know, like, uh, we have to like switch our brains on that right now. We have to like reprogram how we see this and understand that like, if you got 10 minutes by yourself and like that made you feel good, Good. Let's celebrate that. Okay. Self-care is going to look different right now, but you still deserve it. All right. You guys are doing a great job and I will talk to you guys next week. Bye. I got to low down mama blues. I got to low down mama blues. Got to low down mama blues. We'd like to thank Max Fun, our producer, Hannah Smith, our husbands, Stephen Lawrence and Jesse Thorne, our perfect children who provide us with inspiration to say all these horrible things, and of course, you, our listeners. To find out more about the songs you heard on today's podcast and more about the show, please go to MaximumFun.org slash OneBadMother. For information about live shows, our book, and press, please check out OneBadMotherPodcast.com. One Bad Mother is a member of the Maximum Fun family of podcasts. To support the show, go to MaximumFun.org slash donate. Well, Daddy, baby, bustin' by, not throw down mama Maximumfun.org. Comedy and culture. Artist owned. Audience supported.